Traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm your life and business coach now. This week, we're talking to my client, Jenna, about her experience here in Kansas City for Reclamation Weekend a few weeks ago. Jenna had an incredibly transformational experience during the retreat, and it has absolutely been shining through in various parts of her life since. The opportunity to facilitate, hold space for, and witness it has been nothing short of an honor. When the concept for this event started coming through in my channeled writing and work with my spirit guides, I truly did not know how it was going to go. I trusted that whoever needed to be here would be here, but I didn't have any idea who that would be. And I could not be more grateful for the truth in that trust, because every single person who attended the event was such a crucial piece of the puzzle that would have been vastly different otherwise. I am so delighted to share Jenna's story with you today. It was an absolute pleasure to record, and I know you'll enjoy listening. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I, I am so delighted to be having this conversation. Um, today we are talking to one of my clients who has been my client for a very long time and she attended reclamation weekend here in Kansas city. And we are talking several weeks after this event has taken place. So there's been some time for integration and like living in real life and getting back home, which is always the thing that's a problem for people like, Ooh, in the moment. Yay. Wee! And then you get home and normal life happens again. And you're like, what the fuck did I forget everything? But I know that you haven't. And I'm, I I'm so excited about this. So Jenna, yes. would you tell us a little bit about who you are, why you're here, why you came to reclamation weekend? Just like, give us the lowdown, introduce us to you. All right. Um, well, my, as you said, my name is Jenna. I am a lawyer. Um, and I've been working one-on-one -on -one with you for, it's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> Little minute. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I saw that you were offering reclamation weekend and I instantly like knew I had to go, um, for a couple of reasons, because I knew if you were hosting, it would be fantastic. Um, but also, I mean, the title just immediately struck with me. Like I, you know, I've been on this kind of like very long journey of healing, of, of, um, of reclamation. <laughs> um, and I was immediately like, all right, this is something I know will push me even further than the progress that I've already been making. Um, and it's, I knew it was going to be a fantastic event. So, you know, I, I had to go. <laughs> I love this. And, you know, when, I know that I've talked about this a little bit and still every time I say it, I'm like, God, is this bullshit? Like when this concept first like landed within me um, and really it landed on paper, I was guided by my spirit guides to put this thing together. I didn't know like 
what really it was going to look like, but I knew beyond anything, like more than I know my own fucking name. I knew that the people who were meant to be here were going to immediately know that they needed to be here. And that's exactly how it happened. Like, yes. I needed to put a cap on it to keep it intimate. So I, I knew how many people I, I wanted. Um, and those people signed up like within the first week of me talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like it sold out very quickly. And I was like, okay, so this is this is what's happening. This is this is how we're doing it. Um, but yeah, the way you're describing that is what I've heard from everybody who was here. It was like, I, as soon as you said something about it, I knew that it was, I knew that I needed to be in that room. I knew that it was for me. And yes. I just love that. I love that. So, and tell me like, when you, well, I'm going to rephrase this from what's in my brain. Um, What did you expect, if anything, and what was similar or different about the actual experience from your expectation? Um... I knew that it was going to be intense and it was mm-hmm. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way, very good yeah. way. Um, other than that, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't know exactly what we'd be doing. You didn't really give us a whole lot of heads up, except, you know, we don't need any fancy clothing. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, I or didn't, hiking boots. You also didn't need I hiking, hiking boots. Somebody asked that and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I also, I mean, I was a little unsure because I was one of the, the people who did not know anybody besides you. And I'd never met you in person. Yeah. This weekend. So I was a little nervous because I, like, I had no idea who's going to be there. Um, no idea what to expect. I knew we were going, you know, to be in a fantastic location. Um, and, and I knew I was in good hands. Um, so I, and when you sent around things asking for, you know, what we might need or what we might uh, want, all all I knew was I'm going to need a lot of tissues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got you Costco amount of tissues. (laughs) (laughs) I used a lot of them. Um, (laughs) but, um, other than that, I mean, I just kind of, went with the expectation that I would kind of see what happened and see how it would unfold. And that was the right attitude, mm-hmm. I think, to, to get there with, because it was magical and just kind of like diving into all of it and to being with all the other, the other women. And it was just, it was fantastic. Good. Oh my God. I love it. So what was your, while you were there, what was your favorite part? What, what was the biggest thing that you were like, um, fuck yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> um automatically the art museum mm. art museum um our guide our guide was fantastic kathy oh, you were amazing I, <laughs> yes 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 um but like and i have been to art museums before i've looked at art but the fact that we went together as a group and we were kind of given permission by Kathy to look at the art in a different way and just have our own opinions about it, um, like allowed me to see things in the art that I never would have seen had I visited the museum by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole collective experience of us figuring out what the art meant 
individually, but also as a group and hearing the other women's stories and hearing all the perspectives, but also getting, you know, the, the background on the art from Kathy and it, I left just with a whole new vision of art. Like I will never be the same going to an art museum from now on, but also, um, like felt that personal connection to the art that I never felt before uh, and was able to see things in the art. So we, we looked at a few pieces that, that um, were created by women, most of them um, and that included women. And I now have pictures of them hanging in my, (laughs) in my, in my house, in my office, um, just to remember the power that was in those images, the the expression that the women put into these images, and the the stories that that we were told about them, and that that we kind of gathered from them, and it's just it's just a powerful message. Um, and I I honestly really think it has you know completely changed the way I look at myself, the way I look at. <laughs> at art and the way I look at these collective experiences. It was, it was fantastic. You know, when I was putting this together and my guides told me we needed to go to the museum, I was like, cool. I mean, it's a sacred place for me. The Nelson Atkins Museum of Art is a sacred place for me. So like, I will never be sad about going there, be mad about going there. Like I'm probably going to take myself out for a date tonight and go there. Um, But like when, um, I found out and I, I set the dates based on spiritual guidance. And then I started actually putting the pieces together and I found out that fucking Artemisia Gentileschi thing was going to happen. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Of course, this is why we're going to the museum. I didn't know that was going to be there. Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just It was such an interesting thing to put together and see all of these pieces come together in this beautiful way and see those of you who really resonated with the concept from the very beginning signing up and the stuff that you were talking about in your intake forms and and stuff so that I could make sure that the event was really suited and tailored for what you needed um I just oh it was it was for me a really delicious experience and I'm so glad that that's how it translated as well yes. for those of you who attended it seemed just just witnessing all of the transformation that took place in the rooms that we were in was just beautiful, just beautiful. And with the the concept of a collective experience too, like I am a firm believer that something that you actually wrote in your form, um, healing happens in community. I am a firm believer that because we as humans are a social species when we isolate ourselves or when we become isolated for whatever reasons, we do ourselves and our communities a disservice. And so by creating collective experiences, everyone benefits so much more profoundly than is possible alone. And that's even though I offer one-to-one coaching for the people who you know really resonate with that, that's why a lot of the stuff that I do is collective experiences. It's group programs. It's events that are are not just solo retreats though I also have that coming up for some of my clients but like I just the power of a collective experience is something that I think is unmatched yeah no I absolutely agree after this um and I'm I'm the type of person who has always been 
other people, you know, I'm an introvert and, <laughs> um, you know, I think part of my, my fucking, my trauma responses has been other people are scary yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's safer to be by myself, but not only that, but like, oh, and I can do everything myself, just like this hyper independent yeah. thought process. And like, yes, I'm going to do it by myself. And I made progress by myself. And then I made even more progress working one-on-one -on -one with you, but collectively the magic I think happened when I realized when we were all holding space for each other and listening to our stories and hearing the other people's stories and being able to have my stories heard by other people and be, like just being seen mm -hmm. that that magnifies your healing and, and your progress infinitely like it is Absolutely. huge <laughs> it Absolutely. is huge so not just the art museum but just this being in that space a safe space with all the other women uh i no words <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and that's i god i have experienced that being true so many fucking times that anytime um somebody talks about how like um doing it on your own is more powerful or whatever i'm just like you are wrong. <laughs> not that yeah. being able to do things on our own and stand on our own and having yeah. our own thoughts and stuff, not that that's invaluable. It's absolutely valuable. But yes. like, if you are trying to do all the things, just as you described it as a trauma response, I think often it is more often than not, it is a trauma response to try to do yeah. that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and sometimes you need a little bit of that safety first. Absolutely. To, to to go forward, but then realize that no, actually community is what is going to heal us. We all have stories that need to be told. We all have stories that need to be heard and we are all different and that's powerful. Yeah. Uh, and so isolating is just, it, it, it might work in the short term. It might be what you need in the short term, but mm -hmm will only get you so far. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. Ah, I love it. I love it. So you may have already answered this in a way. And so you might just respond with, I just fucking told you that. Um, but I'm going to ask this anyway. <laughs> what was your biggest takeaway from this event? Hmm. Besides what I already told you. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway was so I, I went to reclaim my, you know, my intention going there was to reclaim my voice. Mm -hmm. My agency were two things that I have lost <laughs> along the way. Um, just been in situations where I just never thought I had a voice or never thought I could, you know, do anything. And it turns out, no, actually, no, I don't. So I think one of my biggest takeaways was that there is a voice inside me. There is a power inside of me that is there it's there it's always been there <laughs> and so part of this whole process is is learning how to let it out and what you know what that means and it means these collective experiences it means going on this podcast because my you know when you were looking for volunteers to talk about the retreat I'm like well the other people will do it and then I'm like ah, well, nobody wants to hear from me mm -hmm. and then I was like brain 
<laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's the old story. I appreciate it. However. <laughs> oh my God. First no. of all, congratulations on noticing that. <laughs> Second of all, congratulations on talking yourself into a different direction with like compassion, not with some sort of like brutality. Exactly. exactly. I was like, no, you know what? I do have a story. I'm going to, I'm going to volunteer. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go on the podcast. <laughs> I love this. Well, and you were not the only person who talked about reclaiming their voice in the intake information. And that is part of why I chose to use Voxer as a place for kind of letting everybody know who everybody else was. Not everyone participated in the Voxer, which is totally fine, but I wanted to have that space as an opportunity because Voxer does have the vocal component to it. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to offer this and so many people are talking about reclaiming their voice, this is, this is an appropriate way to make that happen. And it's been, it's been pretty good. I love having that, that little Voxer group. It's been like, (laughs) Y'all are still chatting it up and I just love it. Exactly. I miss everybody. Yeah. So what do you think, what do you think was most surprising about the experience for you? Um, I think most surprising was that we did a lot of rituals along the way. Um, and I've always been kind of skeptical of the woo. Same. <laughs> <laughs> But they were powerful. And I think it surprised me how powerful they were. And just like the when we wrote down what we were letting go of and what we were reclaiming and then burning that and keeping the ashes, like that alone, it, it was, it was, I mean, I the magical, I mean magical is the only the word that keeps coming to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um just to kind of turn it into not just, hey, we're gonna sit here and do this. Like, no, we're going to make it into a ritual. We're going to make it into something special. We're going to make it into, you know, connecting it to the, the, the planet, the moon. It was a full moon. It was a lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, like never really kind of connected that, but you know, since, since then I've kind of come to think about it differently because of the experiences we had and being like, no, you know what, this is, this is powerful because it reminds us of, of the seasons. It reminds us of the processes of nature, um, of the things that come and go and that are always changing. And so all of it was, it was very, it was very powerful. And I really enjoyed that part of it. And that surprised me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um, probably about the, a little over a year, the last year, um, I've been really, on this, what I call a spiritual journey. And I used to, um, cut ages ago, ages ago, I used to really be super interested in like world religions and all kinds of different spiritual concepts. And that's actually why I went to grad school for art history was to study religion, world religions in a way that made sense to me in a visual kind of component way. Um, and over the course of the last year, I have started following in a very curated way, um, people who are in the spiritual and esoteric worlds and looking at it in a very different way than I ever had before. And a lot of people these days are considering things like witchcraft or um, whatever else, just like spicy psychology and like ritualized kind of things. And like, 
my whole take on it is like, I don't care. I don't care if it is just spicy psychology. I don't care if there are energetic components and like what the fuck ever else. I don't care because what I notice is a shift within myself when I engage in ritualized practices. And I started doing this because of my master coach certification, working with somebody who's a trauma specialist who assigns rituals as homework for her clients. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because ritual, when we engage in a ritualized practice, it ups the ante for our brains rather than it just being a routine. Right. When we add a candle, when we add an oil, when we add a like whatever else in order to give ourselves that feeling of ritual, it makes things a little stickier. So the habit and the relationship to whatever it is that we're doing gets a little stickier and we're able to maintain it a little better. And that then changes our relationships to ourselves. And so like, I don't know, I've just become a really fucking big fan of ritual and I don't care what's behind it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. It's fascinating. Absolutely. Um, In fact, since, since we left, one of the things that I have been doing is I started a new morning ritual. And it doesn't take long, but, um, and I never thought these words would come out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I got, I've got, got, I pick up a crystal. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're pretty like, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, if I don't necessarily think that they're imbued with any magic, but Hey, it makes it, like you said, it makes it a little stickier. It makes it a little fancier. Yeah. Um, and I just, like I do, I guess basically you would call it a meditation. And kind of like first thing in the morning, give, you know, thanks to the universe that I am still here. And, you know, kind of being grateful for the earth, for all it gives us. And just like reminding myself of the gratitude and just breathing. <laughs> and... uh I'll, pull, I'll pick one of the affirmation cards that you gave us and read that out loud. And like, it takes less than five minutes. And it's been fun too, because one of my cats now does the ritual with me every morning. Oh it's my God. I love this. Adorable. <laughs> She's like, Oh, you're on the floor. This is awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the cutest thing. But yeah, but I've noticed a definite shift in my attitude going into the day because I'm not starting off with, oh my God, I'm so fucking tired. I don't want to do this. Oh my God, I have to go to work. uh." Yeah. Like it totally shifts my mindset for just starting the day. Um, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime we ritualize something, even if it takes five minutes or less, like it slows us down. It slows down the mental chatter. It slows down. We're like focusing on something. And I think that's what, that is what is behind making it stickier. I don't, that's my own theory. I don't have any science behind that, but that's what makes sense to me, but it slows us down. So we're in the present moment as opposed to the anxiety of future thinking or the depression of past thinking or the anxiety of past thinking, you know? And so when you can start your day off with a slower moment, that's beautiful. So many of us wake up in sort of a a default state of anxiety or like a default state of frustration. 
And so slowing that down and, oh, this is beautiful. (laughs) I love it. So uh, what else do I want to ask you? What about your life since then, aside from your morning ritual, like how have you incorporated what you took away from the event into your life? Like how has it shifted things for you? I just say like the, when I got home, um, for like the first week afterwards, I was on a high, like I felt super confident and just like ready to tackle anything and, you know, very energetic and so excited and just like built up. And then I had a crash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally normal. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) But after that, besides the morning ritual, I have, you know, I kept the, as I said earlier, I kept the pictures from the art museum and I tried to, you know, really think about, all right, what was the feeling that I had looking at those, those pieces of art and remembering that feeling and trying to incorporate that into my life. Um, I, I've definitely felt a shift since, and it's been a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about yesterday. I, I just feel like things have been brewing since then because I've been thinking about a lot more about consciously about, all right, so where do I have power? What choices do I have in this situation where in the past I thought I never had a choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to go along and be miserable about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has opened up to me a lot more agency, <laughs> a lot more options that I don't know I would have found so easily and so quickly had I not gone. I mean, it would have taken a lot more, <laughs> a lot more work, but just being in that intensive atmosphere and the collective experience and what, you know, what the content of our experience was. Yeah, it has shifted my thoughts and opened up a lot of possibilities. I think that I, I just, uh, you know, it was kind of starting to get to, but just kind of exploded <laughs> from there. So, you know, it's interesting that you say that because when I was in the direct sales industry, which I was for 12 years, more than that, but like building a career for 12 years, the statistics cited were always that when you attended the like annual corporate training event that was collective experience you're in everybody else's energy it's all like we we rah rah like that kind of stuff um and learning but experiential learning and like really putting yourself in that moment in that place taking yourself out of your daily life and immersing yourself in that experience the statistics cited were always that it would propel you two years ahead in your business than if you wouldn't have attended. Not that you wouldn't get to the same place. It would just take you longer. And that's not something that I had considered until you just said this, that like the act of attending an immersive collective experience, kind of an event like this, taking yourself out of your daily life and putting yourself into something else for that you know, unity and community kind of, kind of healing experience could propel you further along like the quote unquote timeline. 
than if you wouldn't have attended. Not that you wouldn't get there, but that it would take you longer. That's not something that I had considered. That's a really interesting concept. I totally like that. Absolutely. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel it after my crash. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm trying to figure out how to describe it best, but like, I'm not positive. It's more like just open. Mm-hmm. Like the future feels more open. And I feel like I have more, more thoughts, more just considering options. I think I don't think I ever would have considered until yeah. maybe two years down the road. <laughs> Um, and now they're popping into my head now and I'm like, all right, this is how I'm going to develop it. These are the steps I'm starting to take now. Um, and that's, it was just way faster. Yeah. You know, one thing that I have noticed and I don't, I don't think that I've actually said this to you, but one thing that I have noticed now that you bring this up in our calls since the event is like a solidness and determination that I didn't ever see in you before. And like, like this stuff that we were talking about last night, I was like, oh shit, this like concrete plans. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like looking at the future in a very different way than I've ever heard yes. you talk about it before. Yes. Yeah. And I felt empowered to do that. Yeah. In this retreat. Absolutely. I would definitely connect the two. Absolutely. I love this. Oh, I love it. I love it. So I think my last question or like set of questions, I guess, is like, who would you recommend attend this event? And like, who in your mind is this kind of an event? Absolutely fucking not for. Let's see. I would say it's not for anyone who does not like to cry in front of other people. (laughs) Valid. Cause, cause yeah, like I cried at times, like I didn't even expect we're doing just like a meditation, like a visual, like guided meditation. And I just started bawling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Where did that come from? (laughs) But anyway, I mean, I, this, this event is for anyone, I think who has done some thought work, it's kind of laid a base, kind of been interested in, in healing, in empowering themselves, in, in having, find, you know, trying to find community. Anybody who's interested in, in that, this, this type of event would be perfect for. Yeah. I don't, other than the crying, I don't, <laughs> what would it be for necessarily? Amazing. But yeah. <laughs> I love this. So I think that's all the questions that I wanted to ask you. Are there any other things that you want to share or that you want to ask or that like anything else you want to get out? I wanted to say thank you to you and to Megan and to Laura um, because one of the things also that I took away from this was I felt so well cared for. Like you had the, the planning that went into this and the thought and just the fact that like, like we didn't, you know, it was so thoughtful. <laughs> it was, it was just, 
And I could tell that care went into all of this. And in fact, we went to a restaurant and rather than being overwhelmed by choices, you know, things were brought out to us considering everybody's dietary preferences and the the fact that you asked us beforehand what we needed and what we didn't need. And the fact that you gave us choices if we were feeling overwhelmed or if we needed time alone or if we wanted to be with other people, like I, it was amazing. And I was so glad that Laura and, and Megan were allowed, were, 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 were participating in this as well, because it just made it all the more wonderful because they're both, everybody who was there was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it was very nice to hear their perspectives on everything, um, especially since they've been to all your, all your events <laughs> in the past. And so that made it just even more magical and wonderful. Well, thank you for saying that. One of the things that I keep with me anytime I put on an ex- a collective experience, anytime I put on an event where people are going to be together, especially when food is involved, is actually giving a shit about what people can eat and what people can't. And that right there comes from an experience that I had where I was putting on an event with other people where they didn't give a shit. And I was one of the people who actually needed something else. So I stepped in and took over the food situation because it sucks to be attending something where food is provided, but you can't actually eat. Yes. And like, (laughs) I, I just refuse to if I'm opening up a space for someone else to immerse themselves into, I refuse to not take care of things like that. And from that place, then I try to expand it out to to other things like temperature and you know blankets and, and all of that stuff, which is why I hire someone to take care of that shit because <laughs> I, can't, I can't be leaning it in doing those things. But I'm glad that that I'm glad that that translated as care because honestly, I was a little bit concerned that it was going to translate as like micromanaging. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. And I appreciated it because I mean, some days I'm just like, I can't make any more decisions. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that like so much was, was thought out with, you know, and didn't leave anybody out. And it was, it was, it was very caring. It was very, it was very wonderful. And I appreciated all of it. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. I'm yeah, I, I, I was uncertain how it would come across, especially because like, I mean, I've, I've done countless events in the past, countless retreats in the past, but like the, for people who all knew each other. Right. And so when we were bringing in people who didn't know everybody, I was like, fuck, is this going to be like, this bitch is trying to micromanage my life, giving me dinner that I didn't order, you know? So (laughs) good. I'm delighted to know that. Thank you. Thank you for telling me that. And I will absolutely pass that message along to Laura and Megan as well. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time today and your energy for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Totally. Totally my pleasure. Totally my pleasure.